0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of A Whole Mood. So last week, y'all got a little checkpoint for me. I will have to say, but this week, inspired by all of the traveling that I was doing in May, I'ma just bring it all the way back. And when I mean all the way back, we gonna are bring yet again another blast from my past, somebody that I actually met when I was in my hometown, but I did not mention her because, you know, we was just catching up. So it wasn't like anything like super popping or anything that i could really disclose right now but it was always a good time we haven't seen each other i would have to say probably seven to six years you know she be gone. so this episode is called wanderlust and for all the wanderlust spirits out there who enjoy traveling and be out there thugging it out on their own or enjoying life of their own traveling on their own we're gonna do a little spin on this so This week's guest is my bestie, Corey Hedgman. Hi, Corey. Oh, my
1: God. Uh, Hey, you all. (laughs) I can't believe I'm here. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Right. You only listen to it, like, almost all the time. (laughs) I'm elated.
1: I'm elated and honored to be
0: here. How are you?
1: I'm decent. I'm good. I'm making it (laughs) all of the above.
0: Yes. Living the dream. Living the dream. Yes. What's been going on? Like, I feel like you was on the boat the past couple of months and you kind of took like a long break. But we can get into that a little further.
1: So I actually went back to work. But around this time last year, like June or July of 2021, that's when the cruises started back up, coming back from COVID or whatnot. It was very strenuous, very tedious, dealing with COVID protocols on a confined vessel. So I went on the ship from July, August, September, October, took a break, um, the month of October, went back out. November, December, January, February, March. And then March, I decided to take a a longer break than normal, simply because I decided to tap into my travel aspirations. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been digging into. I actually have aspirations to, if not totally migrate to Jamaica, have some type of housing there property or some type of residency in Jamaica to where all I got to do is just fly there. So I basically spent the whole month of April in Jamaica after I got off this, my last ship.
0: For those who haven't gotten a clue, Corey, she is a performer on the cruise ships. So you could probably catch her like somewhere on the cruise ships, maybe sometime in the future or maybe not. Who knows? But I will say like she spent a great significant amount. How long you been doing these cruise ships, Corey?
1: So I've been working for... Carnival Cruise Lines specifically, it'll be five years in August.
0: Five years, wow. And prior to the five years, what were you doing? (laughs)
1: Chow. I was in Montgomery just trying to make it like I was doing everything else but performing. I was still performing, but like I was bartending at like three different places. I had regular nine to fives and stuff like that. I had a different job almost every year. Just kind of being unhappy with what I was doing, knowing I have a degree in theater and i would audition here and there but it wouldn't be anything serious but when i decided to take it serious buckle down and get into what i went to school for and what i know i'm made to do and what i'm talented to do it was a really hard road it was really 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 tough like from montgomery i was flying to chicago new york atlanta different places to go audition and i'd go all the way to these places just to get told no And this is on my own money, like my parents. I wasn't asking them for help or anything. Meanwhile, I had my own place. I had a car. I had a dog. Busting my butt, like working one bartending job in the morning and then one in the evening going into the next morning and making a bunch of money, like for three or four days, saving up enough to get a plane ticket and do the audition and come right back. That year was hard. I say like 2016. It was like that year, 2015 through 2017, that was pretty. That those were pretty tough years for me.
0: What made you want to start doing the cruises?
1: Well, I had a few colleagues. Um, of course, you know, I went to the Alabama State University and yeah. study under the under the direction of Dr. Tommy Tania Stewart, who was definitely a star leader role in. The heat of the night. So what made me get into the cruise industry is that a few of my colleagues had started doing it already. I was like talking to them because I knew I just started praying to God. I was like, God, I just want to get up and sing every day. Because even within the bartending jobs, I would gig on the weekends, like somewhere, like at a wedding, at a bar, at a casino, at a lounge. I was still sing on the weekends, but during the week I'd be working a bartending. And even sometimes at my bartending job, I would sing on stage and then get down and go behind the bar and work. So that's how dedicated I was to singing and stuff. I reached out to a few of my colleagues that were doing it. They were like, well, why don't you just try it out? Just get into the cruise industry. And They were like, they were basically telling me it's the same thing that I'm doing, but doing it on a cruise ship. So I was like, really? They was like, yeah, but you'll be singing more than just Anita Baker and uh, Aretha Franklin. You're going to be singing some rock, some 80s, some classic rock, some country. You're going to be singing some everything. It's not anything that you're foreign to. And so I was like, really? So... I started looking up auditions for every major cruise line. That's Carnival, Norwegian, Royal Caribbean, Celebrity, Princess. I just started auditioning for a bunch of cruise industries and, of course, Disney as well. Two of them I got callbacks for and the other ones, they were just like, thank you for your time, like, thank you, bye type of situation. That was just within the cruise industry stuff. That wasn't even considering all of the off Broadway or the other shows that were at repertory theaters. Like it is a hard, hard, hard journey. Like I said, my colleagues were already into the cruise industry. So they were inviting me to audition for their companies that they worked with. Like every single one told me no, at least one time. Carnival told me no twice. Mind you, me and my family, we never been on cruises before. We don't do no cruises. We did (laughs) road trips. So my family from Louisiana and we got family in Texas, too. So we was always driving all the way down to Texas. We was always driving to Baton Rouge. I had no idea anything to even look towards the cruise industry at all.
0: And you had a sibling like your brother. He did cruises, didn't he?
1: I did it first.
0: Oh, get (laughs) it. I did
1: it first. Yeah, I got on in 2017, and he came, like, maybe a year and a half later. I had already been telling him to come on, but... We're not going to get into why he wasn't coming. I was getting really close with the casting people, who the people who casted me and who got me my job. And I knew that they were looking for DJs. And I knew my brother was really good. I knew we were both educated. We both had degrees in what we, you know, what we love to do or whatever. And so they finally picked him up, too.
0: Yeah. So. What does the cruise ship life entail exactly like what are some adaptations you had to go through as it pertains to like living your life freely and then going on this cruise ship for like three months
1: well it's a bit longer it's actually like six (laughs) six months so
0: you have to live on that for six months yes okay so what are some adjustments outside of that six months because obviously six months being in one place stuck in one thing is kind of crazy
1: To be honest, I never even thought about that. Like, that never even crossed my mind, like, being stuck, quote-unquote, on a cruise ship for a long period of time. Like, that never crossed my mind, like, ever. Knowing that I was getting up to sing every day, maybe I think that was just what kind of took me over the edge to not even think about the cons, but some adaptations for me was basically reliving college all over again. You get on board, they put me on a larger ship, so normally on the larger ships we have to share a cabin with somebody else, so I had to get used to that, having a roommate, like a direct roommate, like not like an apartment, but like a direct roommate like in college. I had to also adapt to working with people from all over the world, world. I'm talking about like Americans were minorities type of all over the world. I'm talking about countries you've never heard of type of all over the world. It's like 60 different nationalities that I work with. From India to Malaysia to South Africa, Mauritius, everywhere down the island chain, Jamaica, Trinidad, Barbados, St. Vincent, St. Thomas. Like I said, islands and, and places you never even heard of that people are living and they're from. So that's one thing I had to get used to. So many different accents, especially like working with people from Europe, people from the UK, people from paris people from scotland people from ireland i'm talking about like so new zealand so many people that you work with And so many different cultures, religions, nationalities, all that. But none of that was a con for me. It was just new. And like I said, maybe it was because of the fact that I was literally doing what I I prayed to God for. Like, I just want to get up and sing every day. And that's literally all I do on the ship is get up and sing. That's it. My living quarters are small, but it's not unbearable. Not for me. Maybe for somebody else. But for me, it's not bad. Would I be doing it for the rest of my life? Probably not. I, but for now like I enjoy my job I had to adapt to being in the middle of the ocean and not seeing any land just seeing straight up blue you don't see number blue you don't see no island no sand no nothing you just see the just the, it's just the ocean in you it is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life First thing in the morning like if you're up that early to see the sunrise from the water the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life if you're up that late to see the moon at midnight and you see the moon reflecting off the water and the water is still the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Maybe it's just it's just me and maybe it's just not for everybody or my thought process was just different c- going into it. I have a regular, a band that is like a four piece rhythm section and a horn section and it's me and another male singer. So we pretty much rock out in the same venue every night. You can come see a live band every night from like 8 to 12 or 7 to 11 and we just go out there and kill it and it's been the greatest experience. Another thing I had to probably adapt to is singing other genres of music knowing really? that yes. Absolutely. Cause being in we, Montgomery. Listen,
0: okay, background story, y'all. Me and Corey were both in chorus together in high school. And we used to sing all them show choir songs.
1: <laughs> Faded
0: pictures.
1: No, but like right.
0: Barbara Streisand, all that shit.
1: I know, right? But the thing about that is is Memories that we were doing
0: reviews. Yes, the that's the one see water-colored memories of the way we were
1: same see y'all don't be ready for a line y'all y'all gotta be ready when he pull out that voice honey because it will ooh,
0: Child, ooh. you know i feel like i need some type of vocal surgery or something it's gotten real raspy already. you don't
1: you don't it's just been a while you don't need no surgery Probably. it's just been a while I need the dust off. <laughs> and you in these california streets so you know right. this climate is different you done it went is, from the up is. to the left to the right to the south to the north to the east to the west <laughs> Your vocal cords. Yeah, I like haven't so used long. it
0: in a while. Right. That's probably yeah. what it is.
1: Yeah, but that's probably one of the big things. But anyway, I to adapt let's to. go back
0: to the. Yes, because Corey, <laughs> she used to sing in different genres. Don't let her fool you. Now, she no. might have rotten her repertoire when it came to the cruise. But
1: no, it. So the thing about the type of singing that we did, it was like, hit it and quit it review type of yeah. stuff like you sing a little piece yeah. of the song so that i can say that's one thing that did help me because if they asked me if i know a song i'd be like no i don't know that song and then when they start singing it i'm like <laughs> oh yeah i know that song i did that in yeah. high school yeah so in that aspect yes but as far as singing the song from beginning to end and you know, like I said, these classic rock songs, these '80s rock songs, these alternative rock songs—that I, I, I know
0: them shit. I, be I, I them do shit. too. But I, I you know, know them by
1: default. Like
0: I know them because I used to work at Gap, and Gap that had too. them songs. Yeah, when you work at Gap, Gap played them like '70s because they were erected in 1969. So they play mm-hmm. rock music. From then all the way to like the eighties and whatnot, so yeah. I was like used to all of them songs.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. So like that's all I was saying like from from Murphy to working at you know Target uh, Hollister, yeah, all Hollister. the little retail oh places.
0: She's Hollister playlist. <laughs> I still have them songs on my iTunes. Me them, too. Hollister me playlist. Yeah, me too.
1: But to see the reaction of people who come to see you. And you kill the song, like you murder it, like you you make it your own. Like it's just an amazing feeling to see people appreciate that kind of music, knowing back at home in Montgomery, I'm singing Anita Baker, Shaka Khan, Jill Scott, Erica Badu type of vibes. You know what I'm saying? And that we don't do that on the ship, like at all. At all. We do one Jill Scott song. And that's only because that's what's in their repertoire. If I tell them to learn it then it'll be cool. But knowing the demographic, knowing the mixed. type of people, like I've done Sweet Thing on the ship. I've done Sweet Love on the ship. I've done Golden on the ship. Yeah, I've done those songs, but they're like a... Uh, eh. So so. Mm. yeah, a- adapting to fully singing country and fully singing rock was something that I had to get used to. But the reception from the audience made it even better.
0: All right, so... All of these things that you've acquired and you gained and you feel like you've adapted fully, what do you feel like you had to pay a cost as it pertains to living out your happiness and singing every day?
1: Not being around if something happens at home, if somebody gets sick, somebody passes away, somebody's in like critical condition, I have no control over that. Like I could be in the middle of the ocean, they can't fly me from the middle of the ocean and take me home just because my mama in the hospital because she got vertigo. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm used to being at least semi close by before I started working for the cruise industry. I was in Montgomery. So I wasn't too far away from home. Being close by when detrimental things would happen or being around for the holidays. I think the holidays is what gets me the most paying that cost because my family, we're really big on Thanksgiving. Like that's our holiday. People come in from all over to go to my mom papa house and we cook We do everything Louisiana style. You know what I'm saying? We just do it up, you know? And missing that, like, is the worst thing because my grandparents are getting older. They're, like, in their upper 80s and 90s. So every time I miss something, it really puts a dent in my heart because this is the life I chose. This is what I knew I wanted to do. Missing stuff like that is just, like, the worst feeling sometimes. And sometimes it gets the best of me. Sometimes I know, like, my first two years I was emotional. If I had to miss it, missing weddings, birthdays, big events from my close friends and even losing friends, essentially, because I'm out of sight, out of mind. That's something I feel like I pay for because I'm doing what I love and I'm traveling while doing it at the same time. So Sometimes that's not the greatest feeling, but sometimes you just realize what's really for you and who's really, you know what I'm saying, is supposed to be in your life. It's such a bad feeling, like, when you feel forgotten about, too. Like, I
0: can empathize.
1: That is one thing that I definitely, like, don't cherish about being away for so long or being across the world. Because, you know, when big stuff happens and you're normally in the number for this and now you're not because... You ain't never here. I ain't know you was home. What puts the icing on the cake is that most of my ships are based out of Miami. So a lot of people would come to Miami for spring break, come for the summer, you know, come on their little vacations. And you know that I'm in Miami and you still don't say nothing. I'm able to. That's how I felt
0: when I was in New York. I felt the same way. Like I feel like me moving to New York, it became an out of sight, out of mind thing. But knowing that I was doing my business for me it would hurt even more when i would see people literally like instagram and meeting other people Mm -hmm. that i know and probably haven't seen for years while in new york still living in new york with me Mm -hmm. and like i wouldn't get a phone call not a text message or anything
1: no no And it's just like, I constantly post about me being in Miami. I even moved to Miami during the pandemic because I was in Miami so much. Majority of my ships, about 90% of all the ships I've been on have been in Miami. And so that's just another, that's like icing on the cake. It's just like, you're right here at South Beach. Do you know how far away the ships are from South Beach? For real? That's another thing that would bother me too. But feeling forgotten about and lonely and all that stuff, like those things do happen when you're um, out at sea,
0: when you're gone for so long. And you can't really chat on the phone with people, right, when you're on the sea. So how to really establish or maintain connections when it comes to that? I
1: can. We can also purchase internet for a small price. I can connect via social media. So they allow us to pay for a social media plan, like a couple dollars per day. For 24 hours, and I stay connected like that. Or when we are docked somewhere, like in Mexico or Grand Cayman, Cayman Islands, I can get off the ship, go to a Starbucks, or go to a little restaurant or something and use their Wi-Fi. But there's never a day, hardly ever a day, where I just have not had any connection with people at all because I buy, I unfortunately, I buy the internet. I pay them $4 every day, every 24 hours, just to make sure I talk to somebody from home and just make sure I'm not too much missing in action.
0: And so do you feel like there was a payout as it pertains to love life when it came to being away or displaced or just always nomadic in a sense? Like you had no consistency as it relates to building foundation with a romantic interest?
1: I guess it just depends on that romantic interest. Like in my experience, I feel like you have to get somebody that's on your level, or trying to get to where you are, because it's people out here who travel for work all the time. Yeah, it's people out well, here. Well, not six who, months
0: out of the year, though.
1: Well, I mean, essentially not being gone all the way, but but they like are always gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not like me, but still, it's still people who travel all the time for work. And so I yeah. guess it just has to be a point of understanding, you know, trying to really figure out is this something that you really want because I hate using my career as an excuse because it's just like, okay, I'm at home. I'm 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 not nomadic right now. I'm in one place and y'all still ain't shit. So what's next? Like <laughs> What's next? Y'all still inconsistent like it's still the same problems even even when I'm not moving for a long period of time. It's still the same problems. So it's just like mm. what what's 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 next? <laughs> mm-hmm. What's next? So, so what's that
0: been like for you?
1: Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Terrible in what way? It's been extremely terrible because even if I do find somebody that's receptive to my career and what I do, they don't really believe in monogamy so it's just like
0: so they polygamous what is this
1: yeah most of the time okay yeah Yeah, most of the time and it's just like I always question myself is that something that I'm willing to deal with you know what I'm saying while I travel or vice versa is that something I'm willing to deal with when I'm on the ship because we can also have love interests on the ship as well not with the guests of course not with people who come on the ship like Mr. Flight Attendant that we're not going to talk about from Spirit last week Um, but I didn't do anything with him by the way
0: (laughs) I know I know
1: I'm just saying like we can't we can't I couldn't do nothing like that. Like I could I right. I would get fired for that. But like right. with other crew members that work with me, yeah, of course. We can, oh. you know, fool around with each other or date each other or whatever. Like we can fraternize with each other, but not with the right. guests. It is quite often that crew members connect on the ship, but sometimes they got husbands and wives at home or they got baby Ooh, mama drama at home. Yeah, it gets pretty spicy with that. So it's just like very similar to a lot of the military stories that I've heard when it came to deploying somewhere and you've been gone for a long time and you just need to scratching itch or whatever the case may be oh, man, man. so my love life or a love life as a traveling individual can be very interesting but it's not impossible and I, and that's why I hate that people have the stigma of thinking that you know it's impossible for you to have any type of relationship or love interest because you're gone all the time and I don't think mm-hmm. that's true.
0: Well, I agree. I mean, like what I said, I feel like I live on the notion, like having somebody for me and meaning for me that it ain't no doubt or no question. Like they invested in me. Right.
1: Yeah. I want to feel like I matter. I want to be a priority, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I said that last episode, right? Yeah, so I understand. Yes. So uh, is there like particular situations that you dealt with as it relates to sustaining something or trying to maintain something? Oh, wow. Y'all not seeing each other on a day to day. and You might see oh. this person like seven months from now.
1: Oh, yes. That came with buying the Internet Period. and making sure... That internet is good. That video quality is good. You just got to do some certain things to keep that thing, you know, just keep it good. And, <laughs> um, it you know, yeah, keep it thing. And the thing about it is, is like we have cruise benefits as well. So it's not like he could never come and visit you know for a week or two or whatever availability he may have or vice versa because when I'm off the ship I'm off the ship there's nothing I'm just contracted so when I'm off like I can come be with you you can come be with me whatever the case may be or we can meet up in the middle like I could be in Jamaica you could be I don't know in Trinidad somewhere we can be in the middle whatever the case may be it's not like unrealistic it's just what people are willing to deal with in in my experience. It's not unrealistic at all. And it's just like, you have to find ways to be creative. When I was dating, he understood my job. I understood his job. His job, he was actually like a pastor. So he traveled a lot for work and he was always on the go. He was very, very extremely busy. So was I, but we would literally be FaceTiming all day Every day, whenever we had a free weekend, whenever we had a free couple of days, thus for you, I'll fly to you, you fly to me. Little small things, like if I knew he was getting a haircut or him and his son was going out or whatever, i cash app him, you know what I'm saying? If he know I'm going out to the bar with the girls, he'll cash app me some money, like he a $100, have fun, whatever the case may be. So it's little stuff like that, like surprising me with a cash app. It ain't got nothing to do with money, but, you know, just being creative, like, Lunch is on me today and like just doing stuff like that constantly. And you're able to get to know somebody without being physical. And I feel like that's very important because I feel like that's like the number one thing now. Like people just want to get physical all day, every day. But what else do you have to offer besides some dick or some coochie? Like, that's the truth. Sometimes it's hard to pull away from that if you're always with each other. I'm not saying that that's wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's what happened to one of my my failed relationships right before I started working for the cruise industry. I had a live in boyfriend and we had never spent a day apart. We were together almost a year, close to a year. So when I started my job for the cruise industry, it went upside down. I tried to make it work, like I did everything that I could. I was gonna pay for everything because everything went straight financially. So I was like, look, I got it. And he also played guitar. So I was like, look, we can become an act on here. We could be a duo because that is a thing. Like we could be a a duo act. It was a really bad breakup, but it mainly was because of the distance. And simply because we didn't know how to be apart. Do I know you outside of being up under you all day?
0: Yeah. I mean, because sometimes that access changes. So you feel like there's a benefit to traveling around and... Not having stability just in the category of you not being around all the time because it allows you to form some level of foundation outside of just being physical and rushing to the physical aspect of relationships.
1: Of course. Only because, like, even in our 30s, nothing has changed. You think that, oh, it gets better when you get older. And it's like, no, dudes still doing the same stuff. Women still doing the same stuff. It ain't nothing new. Like, I feel like a lot of 30 year olds are like working on me right now. Like I'm working on me. I'm working on me because they have been through so much hurt and so much pain with relationships and the stability and the foundation of everything. I have three friends going through a divorce right now and none of their marriages were over three years.
0: I mean, me and you have a mutual friend literally on marriage number two. And that's crazy. Before he turned 30.
1: Look, that's what I'm saying. So does distance really have anything to do with it? Because it does. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it can still be not sweet when you're together. When you're together all day, every day. And it can still not be sweet when you're not together. It's just the fact of understanding, having effective communication, and willing. To receive whatever your partner may or may not have to offer. That's involving career, that's involving emotional stability, that's involving financial stability, that's involving everything.
0: I agree. So, how would you say dealing with the lockdown? Like, what was that change for you?
1: To be honest, the pandemic low key saved me. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that it was the best thing that ever happened to me, but. I had a really, really bad case of body dysmorphia. Really? Yes, and nobody ever knew that. Nobody's. A lot of people still don't know that to this day. And people think because of my personality that I just have all the confidence in the world. There would be times I would just look in a full-length mirror and just hate it. Like I'm always like talking about something's too this. I have too many freckles on my face. My my chin is doing this, my titties too big, I'm bad built, I ain't got no ass. Da, da, da. Like I would literally just look in the mirror and just hate myself. Hate it. And I'll always think like this is the reason because of my failed relationships. This is why I don't nobody want to talk to me. This is why I'm like, this is why. Because I'm always self-doubting myself, but for some reason, during the pandemic, my job being on pause, it gave me a lot of time to really think about those accusations that I had on myself. Like, when I tell you, like, it wasn't hateful enough to be suicidal. It was triggering me to fall into an unnecessary depression. Like, why? And it didn't help that. I would be in rehearsals for the cruise industry. You have me who sings in the band and then you have the other performers who are very fit, very skinny, you know, so I'd be walking around seeing them just get like this weird feeling like, why don't I look like that? Like I was not this big in high school. I was not this big a couple years ago. Like my weight was up and down, whatever the case may be. And then once again, the cruises went on pause. So I was like, okay. I said, I can't do this anymore. So I started working out every day or just walking every day. Before the pandemic happened, I wanted to also move to Miami. So I was like, I got goals. It's time out for you to be thinking like that. You got goals to reach. Forget all that. And somehow or another, my mind changed. I did not allow myself to just, I had to dig myself out of that hole because I just felt myself unnecessarily getting deeper and deeper and deeper into this hole knowing that I am very beautiful, I know that. So it's just like, girl, shut up. I had to work towards moving to Miami. I wanted to go somewhere where nobody knew me. I moved to Miami and I was working at Walgreens. It was just an amazing experience because I was thriving in Miami. I was thriving. I was looking in the mirror and loving what I saw. Just being patient and waiting on the cruise industry to come back because I told Walgreens as soon as they call me, I'm out of here. I wasn't really too deeply affected by the pandemic as far as the cruise industry is concerned simply because I knew it was going to be a while. So I don't mind hustling. I don't mind grinding. I don't mind getting a job, a random job somewhere until I get where I got to go. So the lockdown for me, it wasn't as horrendous as it was for most because I actually had a epiphany, divine intervention type of situation. Moved away from everything and finally got my own place in Miami. I enjoyed every minute of
0: it. So what places did you find to be a favorite for you as it relates to traveling around on a cruise ship?
1: Ooh, child. Jamaica. <laughs>
0: Jamaica for sure. Your most
1: favorite, yeah. Yeah, um, Jamaica. I just, it just felt like home. Like, it was so weird because it would be random people, people not even knowing that I'm not Jamaican. They would be like, welcome home. And it wouldn't be on no touristy type of stuff. It would be like on some vibes, you know what I'm saying? I'd just be like, wow. And it's so beautiful. Um, I really enjoy Aruba. I love Aruba. And I love the neighboring island next to it called Curacao. I have my fun in the DR. Like DR always shows me a good time, but definitely Jamaica and Aruba are probably like my top 2 favorite islands.
0: Got it. Okay. So, let's go ahead and move on to reflection questions. So, first question, what can't you travel without?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a few things that I can't travel without. One of those things is, when I call it a me-time device. Um, oh my god. <laughs>
0: Now she's using a clean nickname. Girl, you know what this show is.
1: A me time device. Um, is
0: it a dildo or is it a vibrator? Which no, one? No, it's a
1: vibrator. We don't do we don't do dildos. <laughs> I don't like dildos. But got ahead of me time device simply because you know I'm normally traveling solo. I gotta be ready for myself. I you know,
0: you. I hear I you. Be ready
1: for myself. I always travel with um Tabitha Brown's book, Um Feeding the Soul. And anytime I have my alone time, not my me time, but my alone time, like my separate time, like sitting by the beach or something like that, I always read her book to kind of bring me back, kind of center me because that book really, I can really relate to that book. Those are definitely some essential things that I can't travel without. I have a few other things, but I think those are the most important.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like as busy as I am, like, I need at least one or two of my laptops I must have. Yeah. Um, I need it. And I know it's a hassle sometimes, especially going through TSA. And I get through there really quick. But, like, sometimes they ask you to pull it out. Sometimes they don't. But when they always ask you to pull it out, like, that shit be grinding my gears sometimes. It's so annoying.
1: It's so annoying. My laptop is so big, I don't even bring it. I just bring my iPad because (laughs) I be over it. I be so over it. And I'm like, yo, I can't do this. So I don't even bring my laptop anymore. But my iPad comes and, of course, my phone comes. But my laptop, no, Mm -mm. I'm
0: good. Yeah, and I don't care, like, how, but I got to have my music. And I'm so proud that I've tapped back into the music thing. Because I think during the lockdown, that kind of got lost. And as much music was released during the lockdown, like I really wasn't listening to it like that because I typically I don't like sit at home and listen to music all the time.
1: Mm. Believe
0: so you that or have it. an album from the pandemic or from the
1: lockdown that really like
0: gave you life? Yeah, I feel like there are certain ones that's like pinned down in memory for me, like Chloe and Haley's Ungodly Hour. Mm. That meant a lot jasmine sullivan hotels that meant a lot tony braxton came out with a single do it that meant a lot brandy's album it was okay
1: it didn't get me lying it was okay
0: no i feel like it was a lot vocally as far as like her mix and her layering that she had a lot going on it was hard to really follow but there are certain songs that i like from that album though i'm still stuck
1: on the 211 oh my god there are of literally course. no skills yes. No
0: skips
1: for me. So I think I was just expecting something like that, but better. And I feel like she kind of took it back a little bit to her kind of like human days a little bit, but with a mixture of of something new. And it's just like, "Mm, okay, okay. I I wasn't able to connect with it like I did. Yeah.
0: All right. So question number two: Which country has the friendliest people?
1: The friendliest people I say that I have encountered would have to be in Mexico. They are always, like, welcoming. They always want you to try new things, like trying a Mexican beer or trying, like, a whole fish. I haven't had, like, a bad experience in Mexico in Cozumel, to be exact. Cozumel, that's another place, like, I want to fly into outside of work because it's very, very reasonable. Like, it's literally, like, you can be good with $600, like, with the flight. I didn't
0: get to go. We ended up going to Key West instead. I don't even know why.
1: Did something happen?
0: Something happened. I don't know what it was, though, but we couldn't dock, so they took us to Key West instead. Yeah. Oh,
1: no. But
0: I would have to say... London people are pretty friendly, in my opinion. They are so mannerable and kind of friendly, and they they carry good conversation. I think because I'm also intrigued by their accents. I I do love a, a London accent.
1: I think I'd be over it because I'm with them all day, every day. Some of them are very nice. Some of them are interesting. I can't. In I've had an encounter to where like whatever they say goes type of situation, or they yeah. think always right type of situation. But I, I mean, at that point. But uh, that's like a
0: human. They role. always feel like they rule the book of standards. And it's not if it's not by the English yeah. standard, it's like, yeah. But I laugh at that. <laughs>
1: it's, but it's not, bad. it's not so bad. Like, my encounter with people from the UK hasn't been bad. Like, I could go to the UK now and have somewhere to stay. Because I have so many people yeah. from the UK that are so sweet, so nice, ready for me to come party and just have a good time and people that wanted me to go to the west end and just see how it is and telling me how how i would flourish there and all this other stuff but i never really considered you know going to england i want to go but it's not like oh like that's on my bucket list like no like it's I'm like go back. i'll get there when i get there
0: i'm ready to go back i am you been before yeah i went Around my birthday Jelly. in 2019, yeah.
1: Jelly. Uh... It
0: was actually a pretty life-changing experience, for sure. Really? Did and you I, see, I like, stayed clock there. And
1: Buckingham Palace? Did you see the clock and
0: Buckingham Palace? All well, stuff? Big Ben was under construction at the time, but I was there. Aww. Buckingham Palace. I have pictures in front of Buckingham Palace, so yes, I was there. And I stayed longer in an Airbnb, so I did what the locals do. So I was, like, walking around commuting hey. like I lived there. I did. No, it was a pretty life-changing experience, and I definitely have to go back.
1: I love it. Because they say, like, it's just as much as a melting pot as, like, Miami or New York because there's people from everywhere.
0: No, nah, um, and they're native to wherever the fuck they came from. Like, they're, like, fresh. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. very rich in culture and, like, the culture is, like, genuine there. Whereas, like, New York, you are so used to people conforming to the American way, Where it's like, people bring their culture with them in the UK. Oh, I love it.
1: Okay, now you didn't got me inspired to go back again.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, number three, what food from your home country... Do you miss the most?
1: I would have to say, like, soul food. Good old fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, red beans and rice, catfish, yams, greens. Like, that's what I always miss. But the thing about it is, is like trying other foods is like they have those foods, but that is just another twist to it. It's very intriguing to try. Like, I'm a foodie. Like, you know, I love to eat. So, yeah. I will try anything once. And so now I have enjoyed having whole fish instead of, like, fillet fish. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't I want
0: it. no fish looking at me.
1: Baby, them fish was looking at me, and I was looking at them, and I just took a bite, and that was, and the rest was history. <laughs> and, like, I didn't want to, because everybody else around me, like, all the locals and stuff was eating it like that, too. So I didn't want to be weird, you know? I didn't want to be like, ew, you know? So I was just like, okay. I won't be, like,
0: be like, ew. Okay, I'm
1: like, okay. It's so much better. Like it tastes so much better. Like so I'm not afraid of that anymore. But yeah, that is one thing that I do miss from my home country. I also miss on certain times I do miss like having unfortunately because I don't really eat McDonald's like that. But sometimes when you come home you sometimes
0: like, you it, crave it.
1: Ooh. It ain't the same overseas. Like their mcdonald's and stuff is is really different and not in a bad way but it's just not it's it's not well i'm
0: gonna say this because when i was in vegas my friend from the uk she was here she was like oh my god america has so much sugar it's unnecessary it's like syrup and she was like so much salt and sugar everywhere it's like they want you to be fat now don't you (laughs) I have to bring her on the show. Shout outs to Zara. Yes, Zara. Tell
1: us how you really feel, sis. No, but she
0: opened up a new perspective to me because it's like we don't think about how much sugar and salt they be loading up in our shit. It's like our norm, but over on overseas they don't do that they don't put a lot of sugar and shit like that no
1: nope. and if even if they do put sugar in it it's not the same sugar it's a whole different type of world it's a whole different world when it comes to stuff like that so yeah it's definitely put me in the perspective of eating more natural stuff and not doing the processed foods and staying away from fast foods and stuff like that but i definitely miss yeah. soul food when i go away That is one thing. I miss
0: gumbo specifically because I haven't had gumbo in so long. I feel like I've been away. And the only time I come back is Christmas. I only get the same food every year. I don't get to get the gumbo.
1: I feel like if you dug deep enough, I feel like
0: you could find a really dope place in
1: Cali. Bull. No. No. got, I got faith. I got faith. I got got faith. I'm glad
0: you do because I done (laughs) gave up. Can't get no good Chinese here. You damn sure can't get no damn gumbo. Are you kidding me? No way. Not like how it is in the dirty, dirty. I
1: but anyway, know.
0: number four, <laughs> who is the person at home that you miss the most?
1: The person I miss the most, I, I will always have to say my grandparents. I always miss them. Seeing them is always a special moment because I didn't grow up with them living down the street. You know what I'm saying? Uh, go Going over their house for Sunday dinner. They were in Louisiana, so... Whenever we saw them, it was a special occasion. So even now, seeing them is always so special to me. So if anything happens with them, regarding them, I'm always, like, all ears, antennas, everything. They're always praying for me. They're always, like, telling me to put God first. They're always encouraging me. So my mom and papa are the greatest of all time in my book.
0: I would have to say I miss my nieces and nephews the most out of anybody. Oh, fun, Yes. I miss their faces because I think that's partly, and I always said this before, and I um and a lot of people they was like, I'm packed that along. But now I have a very serious fear of the scenario of, you know, in the color purple, Sophia, she had been in jail so long and then she came home and she started crying. She was like, I don't know nobody no more. I don't want that feeling for me. No way. That is like a nightmare for me. Yeah, to be in a situation you don't even know people that's surrounding you that you consider family, like that is scary for me. Yeah,
1: I think it's just all about just trying your best to stay connected, like at least calling, calling once a week or Facetime every now and then, even if it's not like horrible at that.
0: I ain't gonna lie.
1: (laughs) Communication. I'm horrible at that. It's very important. Mm -hmm. So to prevent that from happening. Yeah, guys, to communicate with the babies. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: I wish people would call me too, but it's okay. That um, too. Number five. What has surprised you about yourself?
1: I've unlocked a new side of adventure that I didn't know that I had. I never knew that I could be this adventurous. Like, as far as getting up and going. Or doing things by myself. Because again, I had to learn how to love myself by myself. So it was an interesting journey. But within that journey, like, I'm ready to go. Like, let's go. Let's do it. We jumping off a cliff today. Let's go. We bungee jumping today? Let's go. We we kayaking? Let's go. What we doing? Like, I've become very, very adventurous with my travel. I've become very adventurous with my eating, like trying new foods. Like I said, with the whole fish situation, eating things I didn't think I would like, like avocados. I used to hate avocados, but having them in Jamaica, now I love them. Like, so I feel like that is one thing for sure. Like, I've become so much more free that I didn't even know. Like, I feel like I unlocked the side of me that
0: I didn't even know existed. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I think that that comes in so many forms for me. I mean, y'all have already heard enough, like moving here was just an absolute curveball, but it proved how resilient I am and it proves how I could get shit done regardless. So it really sets the bar Mm -hmm. for people who are surrounding me and also a person who decides to share a life with me Whereas like I've become most, most uber, uber sensitive to people. They feel like they're not in control of their life Um, Mm -hmm. because I think because of my experience and I don't like to project this because a lot of times we get in the habit of like projecting our experience on others to where we feel like people can do what we can do. I don't want to rest in that. But what I can say is addressing when someone is out of control because I've been there and I don't ever want to go back. So it's mm-hmm. like when I hear certain language from people and it's like, yeah, I'm scared to do that or I don't know if I'll be able to do that. And it's like something that's so simple. Mm-hmm. I remove myself from that because I don't want that energy to reflect on me. I don't want to be out of control to where I'm not making promises and keeping promises for my damn self.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: I really believe in fully Own what you just said as far as like surprising yourself in that category because we only owe it to ourselves
1: exactly this experience that we're doing
0: right now, and I feel like we cheat ourselves every day if we don't open our minds up to different things, different worlds, different experiences. Yep,
1: and I feel like it's very important, especially like I said when we're crossing over this 30 threshold like it's just a whole nother chapter of of life a whole nother world a whole nother different set of circumstances just a whole nother scene and it's just like you are able to figure out how this is gonna go this is the time where i feel like we have those times to reevaluate who we are as people as a person and like what avenue we want to take to get better or just to be different or just to unlearn and relearn. I feel like that's literally our season to do that.
0: Yeah. All right. Last question. What destination have you found to be overrated?
1: (laughs) I could say that Dominican Republic is overrated because people were on a, a DR spree going to Punta Cana until... They had that whole alcohol situation. People stopped going there. But people started back going over there because it's cheap. They're in uh, Cancun and all those other places. So Yeah, a lot of
0: people tell me, like, you have to experience DR locally. Like, a lot of people say, get off the beach and actually go?
1: You know, I wouldn't say that for somebody's first experience. For a certain person who just came back from Cancun said that they wish they would have done the beach situation first because they did the Airbnb situation first. It was hard for them to really see what it was like. I always advise people to do the tourist thing first. Like, go to the all-inclusive resort, like, go to the hotels, go to the beach first, and then do... The local experience because you want to be able to get to know the area first or get to know the lively areas first, then you want to explore out a little bit outside of that. Everything is becoming overrated now, so
0: yeah. I think, as far as places that I've been, I feel like Miami's I was just about to say,
1: you know what, let me just say Miami because.
0: Miami is pretty overrated. I went for my 30th and it wasn't giving like it needed to give. And everybody be jam packed at South Beach and nothing really be happening there. Nothing. Let me
1: tell you. So people just like
0: to be seen. I feel yeah, like.
1: that's basically what South Beach is about. And what people don't know is like I have a different light about South Beach like Oh my God. To be honest, I like Fort Lauderdale better than Miami. And maybe it's because it's not really a lot of people there and there's a lot more stuff to do that's not as expensive. But it's just like, yo, like Miami is almost not even a part of the US almost because it's just so it's such so deep, deep south of, of Florida. And then on top of that, it's just it gives you like a Caribbean type of experience as far as like the tourism and stuff like that. Like it's so oh my God, yes. I was just about to change my mind. I'm I'm like, and I'm thinking about like international destinations, but I'm like, you know what? Now that I've lived there and seen a lot of things firsthand, I'm like, Miami is extremely overrated. And most of the people that come there wouldn't even know like the real deal spots to go to because people are so wrapped up in South beach. It's just like, do y'all understand 50 years ago, black people couldn't even go to South beach. Black people had to have a card to like go to South Beach (laughs) like and you can only go if you work there like (laughs) so I'm just like I like the outskirts of Miami I like the outskirts of the city even though I lived in the city like I live like seven minutes away from South Beach so it was a decent experience but it was extremely overrated I did not like living in the city at all I did not like having to pay to park everywhere why do I have to pay to park to go shopping at Trader Joe's why (laughs) <laughs> is here. Like, I, I hated it. I hated that much. Like, so I saw the overrated parts of living there and being a tourist as well. I definitely here, would rather sure. go outside of Miami any day, like to Hollywood or Fort Lauderdale, Sunrise
0: the other sides all right well thank you Corey, for showing up
1: oh my god i'm honored (laughs) i thank you guys i hope i wasn't too boring (laughs) no you weren't
0: boring at all no so would you like to promote
1: yes Unfortunately, I don't have any music out yet, but trust me, it's coming. Oh my. Uh, definitely follow me on Instagram, forever underscore Corey, K O R I, to get the latest and greatest of what's going on in my life on and off the ship. I got some big things coming, so make sure y'all follow me and check it out. Travel my life with me in the skies, in the waters, everywhere.
0: And you can always <laughs> follow my podcast at a whole mood podcast on Instagram, and also give my podcast a rate, comment, and follow anywhere you get your favorite podcast. I'm Alon. That's Corey. A whole mood.